The Lord be with you. Reverend Brad Zirkel, I may not look at him, I'm nervous. You guys got a reputation of being one of the best singing congregations in all the land. And the uh, last time I does Matins was in seminary. I did not get a good grade. And the uh, professor said, your voice is not joyful, do not sing or chant. So I will be speaking my roles um, today during the service. I pray for your patience. It is a fruit of the Holy Spirit um, with me today. Today, um, and we're good, we're doing the series, three-year series. So on the back of the one, the, the sermon um, verses or the epistle reading will be the sermon. To live for earthly things is vanity. And the striving out after the wind. And work that is driven by such vanity is an unhappy business. The man who lives like that has nothing to show for all the toil and striving of heart with which he toils beneath the sun, all his days are full of sorrow. So too, your covetousness, which is idolatry, makes a god of that which cannot give you life or happiness. For one's life does not consist of abundance of the possessions. But Christ, who is your life, is giving you himself. Gives you all the wealth of heaven. Instead of striving to lay up treasure for yourself, be rich toward God and him. We now sing our opening First reading comes from Ecclesiastes chapters 1 and 2. Vanity of vanity, says the preacher. Vanity of vanity. All is vanity. I, the preacher, have been king over Israel and Jerusalem, and I applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. It is an unhappy business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. I've seen everything that is done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and a striving after wind. I hated all my toil in which I toiled under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to the man who will come after me. And who knows whether he'll be wise or a fool. Yet he will be master of all for which I toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. This also is vanity. So I turned about. Gave my heart up to despair over all the toil of my labors under the sun. Because sometimes a person who has toiled with wisdom and knowledge and skill must leave everything to be enjoyed by someone else who did not toil for it. This also is vanity and a great evil. What has a man from all the toil and striving of heart with which he toils beneath the sun? For all his days are full of sorrow and his work is a vexation. Even the night his heart does not rest. This also is vanity. There's nothing better for a person that he should eat or drink and find enjoyment in his toil. This also I saw is from the hand of God. For apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? 
For the one who pleases him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he has given the pleasure of gathering and collecting, only to give one to one who pleases God. This also is vanity and striving after wind. O Lord, have mercy on us. The epistles from Colossians, chapter 3, verses 1 through 11, text for the sermon. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things that are above, not the things that are on earth. For you have died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In the eve, you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another. Seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge, after the image of its creator. Here then, there's no Greek, not Greek or Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. O Lord, have mercy on us. We rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 12th chapter. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care. Be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable, saying, The land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, What shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns, build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax. Eat. Drink. Be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will it be? So is the one who lays up treasures for himself. It is not rich toward God. O oh Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Father's mercy, love, and grace, and peace be upon you, in you, out of you. 
to the Father's glory, for the sake of Jesus, to the blessing of each other and your neighbor, and to your joy. Being the disciples of the Lord Jesus. Amen. We've got deep reading here today. Listen hard. The context, this is written to a church today, this church. And it concerns you all. In any church, there's division. Always because of sin, selfishness, covetousness, good intentions. Every part of our scripture today deals with how you all deal with each other. People don't realize that. Always in the neighborly. But the epistles are especially like you people that are in Christ. Don't be like them out there. You can see this in our verse, in our reading. Do not lie to each other. I ain't talking about out there. Do not lie to them. Do not lie to each other. And then the verses that immediately follow our lesson, which I chose to will read, says bear with one another. I love that. In the Greek, it's just like, it's basically, you guys are getting on each other's nerves, but with the Holy Spirit's patience and self-control, you'll be able to bear with one another. Then it says forgive one another. As you teach and admonish one another. This is this group. Not this group in there. This is you all. In our lesson, the first three verses are kind of famous among theologians. One's greater than me. It's called the verses of the indicative are standing before God. Okay? The indicative. And it says, verse 1, are standing before God. We have been raised. Oh. Co-raised, by the way. It's in the passive. As Jesus resurrected, he takes us with him. Nothing but what we do or anything earned. It's in the passive, which means we receive the action of something greater than ourselves. Jesus. All right? We've been raised. We were raised twice. Or we'll be raised twice, actually, with resurrection. The first one in our baptism. Don't you know? If you've been nodded to him like in his death, also in his resurrection. So when you've been born again in the waters and the spirit, resurrecting that moment from the old Adam and old Eve to the new creation. And then when the Lord comes, he takes us home. Yes. Wings of eagles. Sinful beings, it says we're hidden in Christ. And people always say, what does that mean, hidden in Christ? It means our sinfulness is covered by the robe of righteousness given to us in the waters of holy baptism. When the Lord looks upon, God looks at us, he does not see us as sinners. He sees Christ, his son. We're wearing his robe that he put on us. The waters of holy baptism. That robe in Revelation 7, 14 says, God, Jesus asked him, he goes, who are these people? These are the people that came out of the great tribulation. They have made their robes white through the blood of the Lamb. We're hidden in Christ's righteousness, our sinfulness. Nothing because we have earned it. Nothing because we have done. All out of love and mercy of Christ. Pure grace, 100%. We have not 1% part of that. And because of his mercy and grace, we stand righteous before God. Today and on the last day. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, now, tell them, what do we do? Now that we stand before God righteous, what do we do with his righteousness that he bestows upon us, gives us, with no merit of our own? 
Well, first thing to do is repent. <laughs> okay? Remember Jesus' first sermon, you know, one verse long, kingdom of heaven is near, time has come. Repent and believe the good news. Amen. <laughs> Once you repent, then we, then we also fight using the Holy Spirit, the sword of the Spirit, to fight against the things that prevent the proper use of the Holy Spirit coming out of us to people. Love, forgiveness, grace. Through the sword of the Spirit, not through our hand. We've got to remember, we're told not to put any lampshade on the light that we've received in the Word, in the waters, at the table. We're not to keep it ourselves. In, out. Jesus in, Jesus out. Forgiveness in, forgiveness out. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Christianity is simple. Jesus in, Jesus out. But it's, it's, it's really, a lot of the epistles really focus on you all saying, guys, get along. Why is there so many different denominations? Well, I think, I think. Why has there been so many church splits? Well, I think, I think. That's what this lesson says. Don't, don't do that. Verse 9 just says it simply. Do not lie to one another. See that you put off the old self, sinful nature, with its practices, Selfishness is the root of all sin, by the way. See, that's why you put off that old self, put off that old selfishness. And again, <laughs> this part's active. We, we actively, in response to the Holy Spirit, repent. That's the work we do. We actively do good works. But then it says, um, the second one, Put on the new self. That's in the passive. That means Jesus, the Holy Spirit, does all that work. Every moment, we keep putting on the new self. Or 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone cries, he or she is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has arrived. So how you do that is we stay active and stay in passive. Active and being passive. Active means come to church, receive his body and blood. <laughs> active means come under and let Jesus be active in the waters. We're active in being passive, coming here to hear his word, listening is passive. A few lessons ago with Martha and Mary, he said, Martha, don't you understand? Only one thing is necessary. And that is sit at the feet of Jesus, passively receiving his words, his power. Then getting up and actively loving each other, loving our neighbor. Two things happen when you receive God's word, when it's properly preached and taught. We remind us the number one thing, wait to sin is death. We will die, every one of us. And we also got to remember that the law also tells, although we are saints, we still sin. The sinner's hidden in the righteousness of Christ. Until we're given new bodies, that sinful nature will be there. When you forget that, you become too holy. So it's imperative, and I want you to know what it's saying is imperative. Is. All the commands are, are imperatives. That's the Greek for command. 
but I like to separate. A command can be just anyone. Stay out of the street. That's the law. Imperative is a mother pleading with a child to stay out of the street. One's just because it's the law. Other one comes from the heart and is expressed through the law. It's very close to me because I had a brother disobeyed my mother and got hit, didn't die. She cried as much afterward as I've ever seen her cry. You know he's all right. So it's imperative that we repent because you can't be filled until you're emptied. So, I mean, we've got to remember that Jesus came away to take to make us better people. There's a lot of Christianity. No, he didn't. He came because we're not good people. He came to take away the what of the world? The sins. Whose sins? Our sins. That's why I love that imperative. The first word of Jesus' sermon basically was repent. The first word after, after the, on, the, on the, the sermon of Pentecost. What shall we do? What is the first word he said? Repent. Law. Jesus, first word, repent. Law. Then gospel and believe the good news. Repent and be baptized. The joyful thing of giving, obeying Jesus' imperative to repent is again, that's why he came. So joyfully we give it to him. But also removes all the stain in our brain. The guilt, the shame, the regret. He takes it and remembers it no more. So we can you can't forgive yourself, then you just made yourself to be God. God forgives you. It'd be the equivalent of, 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 a, of someone who's in prison for life. Suddenly the government, for no reason, out of no merit out of the prisoners, the convict's life gives him a pardon. What do you think he's going to do? No, I don't deserve it. No, he's just going to say, thank you. Praise God, I'm free. And I'm never going back. That's the way it is with forgiveness. I'm free, I can't believe it. The wage of sin is not going to apply to me. I get to live for eternity. I get to get rid of the guilt and the shame and the regret. I'm going to sin no more. Just as Jesus said, go and sin no more. It's not out of works righteousness. It's out of a graceful response. Theologians call it the gospel imperative. It's not a command, but it's imperative that I do that in response to the gospel. Love my neighbors. So like 2 Corinthians 5.14 says it best. The love of Christ compels us. I don't have to. I want to. Remember when you want to, you always do a better job. And my mom used to tell me, clean your room. And it was just because she was, or she, my mom was old school. She was from a small town, Asbury, Missouri, population 400. So her discipline was true discipline. So, so what I did was clean the room good enough to keep her happy. If that, because she just opened the door, and me and my two brothers, three in a room. But what we did, we threw everything in the closet underneath the bed. So she opened the door, looked good enough, didn't get whipped. <laughs> but when my uncle Ron came over, who was the wealthy uncle, she goes, he's gonna stay in your room, boys. What'd we do? We wanted to clean that room because Uncle Ron came with goodies, <laughs> candy, because we wanted to. That room was perfect. Not good enough. Perfect. Uncle Ron is coming. Jesus is coming. He bears <laughs> inheritance, gifts, fruits, 
we want to love our neighbors. That's how we love God. Martin Luther said we love God by loving our neighbors. Remember, God doesn't need our love. They do. It's not a command, a gospel imperative. It's a desire and response to grace. I still don't get how, why he loves us so. Keeps me humble. So just as a free man never commits himself never to break the law, we make the commitment. Not in the way I was raised, evangelical down the job, but you gotta do this or you're going to hell. But no, as the Bible puts it, bear fruit with keeping with repentance. The law is this very unique. The mirror shows us our sin. That's what all of them do. Even the guide we can't keep up. It shows us. Even the, uh, the first use of the law, the curve, we break that too. So it all points to Christ. But as we know it, the law, the second use, shows us our sin. Then the pure gospel comes. What shall we do? Then the law turns into the guide. Thanks to do and not to do with the love that we received. The do's are in our lesson today. Seek the things that are above. Set your mind things that are above. Seek, and then once you find it, set. Not on things on earth. Temporary, temporal. That's what Solomon's going, I worked all this and now it's going to leave me? Yeah, it's temporary. His vexation only came because he was, he was worried about the things on earth that he was going to lose. No? See, if we worry about the things of heaven, we don't have to worry anymore because we won't lose them. It says put on the new self. Again, that's passive. That means what you're doing right now. Desire the eternal riches of heaven over the temporary riches of this earth. For the love we share is the love of the cross. It's given to us out of love of the Father. This is how we know what love is. God sent his son for us. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And the greatest of these fruits is love. So the love we share is the love of the cross. Given to us. Given to us to go in us. To go out of us. To one another first. Do not lie. Do not sin. Do not look at the world. Anything more is God's provision for your daily needs, for your physical needs. And that putting on Christ, again, passive, he puts us on. We do nothing. We don't sit there and say, I'm going to have the Holy Spirit build up myself. No, we pray for it. He delivers. And then we go out. Leave this. And then everyone says, oh, i got to do what I do to God. And God just says, love your neighbor. And neighbor in the biblical doesn't mean someone down the street that you've never met. Neighbor means actually biblically the people you come in contact with. Be co-workers. It could be while you're on vacation, the other tourist. That's what neighbor means biblically. Someone you actually physically come in contact with. For those only people you really can affect. You just heard the definition of church, of a family, of Trinity. I mean, 
of this church. Now go forth. First serve God by serving one another. Bear with another. The reading right after this, and I won't go into it, says put on therefore humility, grace. You know the Auslanders out there, the outsiders, if you love each other like Christ said, you're a little notice. That's how Acts the church grew. They didn't go out and out. They just said people looked at them. They were amazed because they took care of each other. I want to be a part of that. You don't have to do nothing special. Just take the love you received in the waters, in the word, in his body and blood. Do what Psalms 1 says. Take it in, meditate it, and then you'll be like the plant or the tree. Even in the desert, it's planted along the, along the, the water. It will grow and prosper. It doesn't grunt. It doesn't say, I'm going to grow. It just naturally grows. We're no different. Jesus in, growth. Jesus out. Let his light be the light others see in you, brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. And now may the love of God, the grace of Jesus, the communion of the Holy Spirit, guard and keep your lives, your totality. In Jesus Christ, to life everlasting. Amen. O Lord, grant us wisdom to recognize the treasures you have stored up for us in heaven. That we may never despair, but always rejoice and be thankful for the riches of your grace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. spirit, that our hearts may be guarded against pride and arrogance, and may be wise to love rightly all that you have made, being used for your purpose and glory. Let us pray to the Lord, Lord have mercy. for your church, that would you give her honorable, noble man for the office of the holy ministry, and graciously and gracious and devoted men and women. Commissioned for the teaching arts and works of charity within your church. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord for all husbands and wives. They would live in fidelity to their vows and promises. For parents as they teach their children to know and love the Lord. For single adults that they may find fulfillment in the service to others. And for our lives together. That we might show the love of Christ one to another. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For our nations and its leaders, that as kingdoms rise and fall, and leaders are raised up and brought low by your will, we may recognize the vanity of our plans. And so be ready to rejoice and give thanks for your every good gift in the days that you give us under the sun. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For the suffering. Especially your servants, Ron, Lion, on Gibson, Bob, Chuck, Arlene, Lisa, Ted, others left unsaid, but upon our individual hearts. And for the dying and the grieving, that they would be sustained in the truth. 
that their lives are even now hidden with Christ in God. And when he appears, they will also appear with him in glory. And for compassionate and skillful doctors and nurses, that suffering may be alleviated and minds and bodies return to health. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That we would one day be delivered by the hand of Christ into the paradise he has won for us. And in thanksgiving for the peace and rest you have given those that he has led out of the great tribulation. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Answer all doubt and fear, O Lord, with confidence in your word and sacraments, that by these means of grace we may be kept in holiness and guarded from temptation and despair until the day you bring all things to the perfect fulfillment. And we are delivered to everlasting life through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for your patience showing up early. Um, you made me feel very welcomed here. A couple announcements. Bible study afterward. Says so here. Who's leading it? You? I'm going to put you in charge. <laughs> Tuesday, new member class. Wednesday, Lutheran Confession Study Group. That sounds great. And again, save the dates. Worship Conference. St. John's, famous church in Topeka, on its worship com uh, conference. Oktoberfest planning. I have to ask. You guys serve Lutheran tea there? Yeah. What day is that? <laughs> September 11th. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, do that. Uh, I want to invite you if you're doing nothing uh, this morning. Um, I got to leave here quickly. I won't be meeting you. Uh, rush out. Got to get back to uh, Richmond. Uh, but they're um, after the service. They're having a ice cream social. They're trying to, to reach out, uh, inviting their friends and the community. Um, it's a real moment of opportunity. You know, between pastors, want to help them and. Uh, and again, my first exposure to you was long ago, and Pastor Kim many times uh, gave me some, when I was young out of seminary, gave me some needed advice. And then Pastor Bibb, uh, typical pastors at the 50th anniversary of Richmond, we were the last two to show up. That's how I got to meet them. We were walking in as the, they're getting ready to play the organ. Yeah, we're people too. Um, but it's so good to see that he gets some time off with his family. And any other announcements? Just that Pastor Circle, we truly appreciate you being with us and bringing God's word to us. My honor. Great blessing on your future, for delivering God's message to us. Thank you, sir. Thank you all. Thank you. Sir? Yeah, uh, Sharon Hutchinson got a hold of me. She's looking for some help with the state fair. She really uh, needs to in contact with her. You can get a hold of me. You're probably in. One last thing, I don't know how I got through this without Elijah. <laughs> I told him you're going to be a pastor. When I'm sitting there watching, we got every word of Matthew memorized. He's like, okay, that kid's humbling me. <laughs> but uh, then he told me, I go, well, how, do, how do you get to your house? He said, dirt road, dirt road, dirt road, dirt road. So. <laughs> I think I'll bring my truck if I visit that time. <laughs> I've got to go. The Lord be with you. Honor.
privilege to serve the Lord by serving you. Lord be with you.